Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back home today at Kingsgate Church on a Sunday morning. I'm telling you, I'm so excited because it's not going to be 95 degrees tomorrow. Praise God. I think today's going to hit 79. You say, what are you, a weatherman? No, I just, I noticed the weather and I'm ready for it to cool off. Some, some though, have said, look, I got to get up early and get out in the cold. Takes the vehicle a while to warm up. And we're praying for you. I don't want it to get too cold for you, but, but you know, if it'll snow some more and we can take another day off, that'd be okay. Is that okay with anyone? Some, the kids, I mean, you'll be off school. Kids have been out of school for about, like, going on a year. Man, I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry, everybody, about that. Anyway, praise God. Welcome back. Today, we're continuing the series we began last week, and it's entitled The Inner Workout. The Inner Workout. And the reason I, I've been inspired by several things, several people, some scriptures I've been reading over the months and, and this past year, and I, as you know, in the past couple months, I started a, a new workout program, and I'm, I, you know, sometimes I, when I'm in the middle of the workout, I'm all alone. I hear a small voice in my head, and I think it's myself saying, Matt, you don't have to complete this set. Nobody's looking. I ain't, I ain't going to blame the devil, Cruz. It's me. I, I, I wish I could blame No, all alone. Say, man, nobody's looking. They will never know. I got one more round here, three minutes. Man, what if I just cut this off at a minute and a half? I'm tired. Uh-uh. Say, man, nobody's looking. The pastor's not at my house. Why should I read the word? It's the inner workout. You need the change. Somebody say amen. amen. You've been in God a lot of years. You say, man, I'm doing good. God's with me. You still need change in some, some areas, don't you? You see it. You realize it. You say, man, it may not be drastic, but this is bothering me or it's bothering my spouse or I know God needs to deal with me in this area. Yesterday, I was, man, I was just kind of just exhausted. And I was talking to God about some things in my life. And I said, Lord, I know this is a dangerous prayer, Lord, but if I'm going to preach it, I'm going to live it, man, as long as I draw breath in these lungs. I said, Lord, work on me, man. Work on me in the quiet of this room. Work on me in the quiet of my house, in my backyard. When I'm alone working out, work on me. Deal with me. Why? Because it matters. Your responsibility, remember, is that most important area. It's soul and body, but I would, I would go so far as to say, and Dad agrees with me here, your most important part of your responsibility of your life is your soul. Your body will always end up lining up as long as your soul's right. You say, man, what is my soul? It's my mind, my will, my emotions. It's your thinking. It's your decision-making abilities. And it's your feelings. And how many of you know our souls have misled us a lot? You ever done something you regretted so bad just because you felt like it in the moment? I've been there, man. I've been there. You say, man, that was crazy. I should not have done that. Well, you were led by your soul. All right. So the inner workout is all about this. It's figuring out, man, what, what is going on with me? Who do I need to forgive? What, what's going on here? What, what is on the inside that's coming out causing me to struggle with addictions or habits or substances or dealing with certain people that way or a parent or a, a, a student or a child or whatever it is, whatever your situation is, a neighbor, man, why, why is that a trigger? Let this be the prayer of our hearts today. The book of Psalms, we're not going to put it on the screen. 
But the psalmist said, create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. The inner you is the spirit and soul, right? Your spirit, the Lord saved that. When you confess Jesus, that spirit was transformed. But then you had to deal with your own flesh, didn't you, after that? You had to deal with yourself. I remember the Rocky movies, man. He'd be getting up early in the morning drinking raw eggs in his shake. Y'all remember those? When I was a kid, I just wanted to do that. I was like, Mom, put raw eggs in my shake. I want to be like Rocky. She did it a couple of times. I think we figured out you could get salmonella that way. So God protected us. But I said, man, I want raw eggs. I like eggs in any form. Just put them in my shake. I'll take it. Let's go. Let's go like Rocky. And, man, he was out there training and working out. And it was him against him before he ever got in the ring. You remember that? Doing sit-ups, running, doing stuff he didn't want to do. But, man, he wanted to win. And I know you want to win. And winning, I'm going to tell you, winning happens when you're all alone. You say, no, it's when I step on the stage. No, it's when I, it's when I get in the ring. No, You know, a lot of people want to fight in the championship fight, but they don't even want to do five sit-ups. Let's be real. A lot of people want to, man, I've seen people over the years, man, I want to preach to a thousand, but they won't even read a chapter of their Bible. This is where it gets real, man. Say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. And at times you need to talk to somebody, don't you? You need to tell them, man, I'm struggling. Confess your faults or your sins one to another so that you may be healed. Got to do it. Got to do it. So let's start back where we left off last week. There will be some repetition, which will play into my final point. But this is good. Let's go to Proverbs 4, verse 20. Say, man, again? Well, if you didn't memorize it, this is all right. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Sight. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Wow. Let's go to Psalm 119, 18. Open my eyes. This is, this is written to the Lord. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. You still with me? You're still with me. Good. you got to set it before your face. You say, man, I don't even like to read. Well, you can learn to, you can learn to get into reading here and there. You can. You can. You, you can start to see it. You say, man, I may not read a lot, but I'm writing these down. I'm putting up sticky notes. We talked about that last week, right? Some of you got sticky notes. I talked to you about my brother. Campaign season, you get in his car, it's sticky note central. You didn't go, man, where do we even start? But he has a system. And there's sticky notes, reminders. He works it with those sticky notes. Why? He wants to be able to see it. There's been times my wife said, baby, this desk is a mess. And I'm, I'm like, I know, and it bothers me, but I need this stuff out where I can see it. I need to be able to see it. Every day when I get into the Word, I set my eyes on God's Word, whether it's on a hard copy or on my Kindle, I'm reading through the one-year Bible, I see it. I reread it. I go back. I question it. I go, wait, hmm, what does that mean? What are, who is he speaking to here? What context is this? I see it. I see it. I see it. you got to read it. you got to put up sticky notes. you got to come to church. Here you are. Let's give the Lord cla a clap offering because you're at church today. That's excellent. That is good news. you got to watch for good examples, too. Now, be careful with this, though. You don't set your whole life on, on someone else's example. There's an old song we used to sing at church. I don't know, did we sing it at church? We may have a few times. I don't know if it was one of Dad's favorite songs. But I remember 
I remember back in the day growing up, going to, you know, we were, we were in the Baptist church growing up. And even though we had, dad had gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit and mom, and, and they were more charismatic or non-denominational. I remember those songs. Remember this song? Turn your eyes. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Set your eyes on him. You got to be an example. You got to look at examples. But when it all gets shaken, what kingdom are you looking for? Book of Hebrews says we have been given a kingdom that is unshakable. Things are being shaken right now, even in the United States. You don't believe me? You say, oh, man, politically, is that just it? No, there was an earthquake this morning in New England. There's another hurricane headed for Florida. He said, what is going on? I like it. Even the secular world says this, but it's a pretty good answer. It's 2020. <laughs> Whatever that means. And folks don't even know, but they're saying that prophetically. But there was some prophetic worship up here today, too, and you're going to see a victory. You're going to see ultimate victory. We're just moving through the book. We're moving through Scripture, and we're getting closer and closer to that book of Revelation. And I know how Revelation is, ends. We win, but most importantly, Jesus wins. He already won, but not everybody has realized it yet. It's going to be all right. I don't know who needs to hear that today. It's going to be okay. God hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't changed his mind about you. You say, man, Pastor Matt, you don't know what I struggle with. Are you kidding me? Scripture says he is well-versed. He understands. He's familiar with our afflictions because he lived it. Scripture says Jesus was tempted in all points. But then he still didn't know any sin. He still didn't fall into sin. So we make mistakes, but Jesus never did. But he's familiar with what we're tempted with. So don't you give up hope. Keep putting Scripture in front of you where you can see it. Back to the inner workout and the outer workout, right? The new workout, pro it's not that new. I've been talking about it for months. The workout program I'm doing right now, it's on video. And did you know that when I forget what I'm doing, because God knows. Anybody who knows me, the only rhythm I have a little bit is in sports. That's it. If you can call that rhythm. Pass me the ball, I'll shoot. I'll, pa I'll catch you cutting to the goal. I can catch a football. But you start putting on music or I, I got to do moves or stuff, I, I get lost. I get lost. I can't find it. I'm like, wait, wait, how do they do that? So my workout program is on video. So when I get lost, what do I do? I look and I see what they're doing. I'll pause it even. I'm going, nah, I missed that whole section. I was in outer space doing a workout and going, nah, I don't know what I did. I'm going to pull something. Rewind. Let me see it. I need to see it. Some folks can do it without seeing it, but I need to see it. I need to see it. See, I learned how to do math. How? You saw it written out. You saw step by step. You've got to see it just like the words. Say, oh, that's what they meant. Is it warm in here or is it just me? It's just me. Okay, the poor ladies in the house said, please, Pastor Matt, it's perfect. They knew where that was headed. Did y'all catch that? And with such power to it, it's perfect. Please, Lord, help him. It must be my shirt. I got to see it, man. Why do you think we have this on the screens today? Look, look, look right there. Look at those big screens. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths where? In your instructions. Praise God. So you got to see it, man. You say, how can I do this? What am I going to do here? You've got to see it. You got to be able to see God's plan, his purpose, his design. You got to be able to see it. Sometimes you say, I can't see it. But did you know that even faith sees things that haven't happened yet? If you can imagine it according to God's will, you can have it. 
That's what Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho, at one point he was the founder of the largest church in the world in Seoul, Korea. He said, he called it the fourth dimension. What is that? It's like, I can't see it, I can't feel it, I can't touch it, but I can imagine it right here. I can imagine it right here. Did you know long before I married my wife, I imagined and I said, God, you're going to give me a successful marriage. You're going to give me a woman that just blows me away. You're going to give me a gift from heaven, Lord God, and she's going to help me to be better, and I'm going to help her, and we're going to become one, and we're going to be strong together. We're going to be a team. We're going to fly together. Man, even in my weakness, even in the things God was healing me of, even in the things I had to go through, man, to find my wife. Do you, know, you remember that, that country song, God Bless the Broken Road? I'm telling you, there were times I said, Lord. But I knew and I imagined. I said, Lord, you're bringing me the right one. You're bringing me the right one. You're bringing me the right one. I'm not just going to settle to settle and just, oh, well. No, you're bringing me the right one who is called to be my wife. And I'm going to be a strong husband to her. And at one point, I stopped imagining myself with hair as I married her. Like, okay, Lord, that's fine. There'll be the sunlight shining off my head, but I'm going to marry the right one. Did you know years ago, I won't say who it was, a woman of God in the church, she told my mom, this was years ago, this was 20 years ago, 20 plus, she told my mom, I see, I see Matt getting married. It was, I, 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 was, I was probably a youth pastor at that time. And she said, ah, maybe, maybe it was before I was youth pastor. She said, I see Matt getting married, but he was older, and he, he didn't have much hair. At the time I had hair, and it was fading, and I went, oh, no, I know where this is going. But I began to see myself with the right woman of God. And here we are. Thank God. I'm so grateful for my wife. Let's go to point two today. You got to see it. After you see it, you got to what? You got to hear it. Got to be able to hear it. Let's go to Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17. Another translation says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is real similar to that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Do you see hearing right there twice? Hearing and hearing. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. How will people know the truth if it's not told to them? The problem is now the world has been so corrupted and so twisted by lies and perversion and different things. Many times people don't recognize the truth, so the gospel has to enter in in a special way that gets to them. And God knows how to get to people, doesn't he? Y'all still with me? God knows how to get to people. He knows how to reach them where they're at. You say, man, you're praying a tough prayer, man. Lord, Lord, reach them. Lord, work on them. Hey, God knows how to get to people. You got to be able to recognize the truth. After you hear it, man, is, is that true or not? Let's go to Matthew 13, 23. Look at this. This is important when you, after you've seen, you begin to hear the word, hear truth. Look at this. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word. That's, that's the only part I'm going to read about that verse. Hear and understand God's word and they produce a harvest. All right? Hear and understand. Many people hear it and they don't understand it. They never get into it. I've heard people over the years tell me, Pastor Matt, I'd read my Bible, but I don't understand it. I'm like, wait, you got a King James Version, bro. We don't speak King James in the hood. None of us did. Hey, how art thou? I beseech thee, therefore, in the name of thy Lord God Almighty, heretofore. Dad's, Dad was reading one time to one of my relatives. We are reading scripture, and I think it said, heretofore. And my, my relative looked at Dad and said, who's he? I said, I think that's a conjunction, but I don't talk in King James. 
I've heard people say crazy stuff like this. If the King James Version was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. Some of y'all got that. King James Version came out in 1611. 600 years. I mean, sorry, 1600 years after Jesus came and resurrected, okay? So, King James Version was the first really popular English translation. So now we have other translations that are easier to understand, all right? I teach and preach out of New Living Translation usually. Sometimes in Bible study, I have an English Standard Version. But look at this. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly what? Hear and understand. Somebody say hear. Somebody say understand. Somebody say hear and understand. Say it again. Say hear and understand. Yeah. Have you ever talked to your kids and you told them something and you're like, they didn't get it? Nope, they didn't get it. You know how many times that happened with us? They tell me something, and I was, I was like this. Same with my wife. I think I used this example recently. My wife will tell me something, and I'm like this. Huh? So did you hear me? I think I did. Wait, what did you say? She said, no, you just heard part of it. Are you listening? Yes, uh, huh? Yes, I'm listening now. Hear and understand. Hear to really listen, and listen to really understand, right? The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly what? Hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest. That is very, very, very important. you got to see it. you got to uh, hear it. Now let's get into this one. Look at the third point now. This is powerful. We went over this last week. Repetition is good, but I'm going to add an extra point this week. you got to say it. Some of us, unfortunately, were in tough situations at home or whatever where you heard stuff enough that you believed it about yourself even though it wasn't true. Somebody said you were ugly or you weren't smart enough. Uh-uh, that's not, that's not God's thoughts for you. Uh-uh, God has good thoughts for you. God thinks wonderful things about you. You are his creation. You are created in God's likeness and in his image. He has always been crazy about you. People say, oh man, is this really about me? No, it's really about him, but he loved you enough to make you part of his plan. He loved you enough to say, this is my plan, and my plan was to have them be part of it as my prized and best creation. Evolution came along with a big, fat, stinky, hairy lie of humans are a type of animal. I don't think so. The evolutionists, they may be animals, but we're not. They believe in evolution? No, uh -uh, that's not how it was. Scripture says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it's, he starts to create animals. He created humans. And it was on a separate time scale. It was different. Scripture says he breathed the breath of life into us to be like him. You were created in his likeness and in his image. And I'm going to say that and I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it. No matter what someone has said to you, if you felt like you've been abused or you were abused sexually, physically, man, verbally, emotionally, someone was using gaslighting on you. You know what gaslighting is? They make it your fault when it was theirs every time. That's gaslighting. Uh-uh. God says there is now no, no more condemnation. No condemnation for those who walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. You're not condemned anymore. You're not guilty anymore. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has walked that, washed that away, and you need to be able to say it about yourself. That's the point I was trying to make. All of that was to say, speak well of yourself. 
You don't have to be a proud, you don't have to be a punk or a jerk, but speak well of yourself. Say, I am God's creation. I was created in his likeness, in his image. He's crowned me with glory and honor. He's set me in a high place where I can see the enemy coming. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Some more prophetic worship this morning. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to be okay. I'm healed. I'm going to be strong. I'm getting better. He hasn't just left me alone to figure this out. There are people out there, they call themselves deists, D-E-I-S-T-S, deists. They believe in God, but they said, he created the earth and just left it. Y'all figure it out down there. Like, you know, like an ant colony. You ever seen them little ant colony science fair projects? Get them a queen and just put, put the ants in there, throw some food in there and let's see what they do. No. He's always been involved in the affairs of mankind. Scripture proves it. And you've got to say it. Somebody say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say this. Say, no matter what, I am his creation. I love him. I serve him. I believe him. He is my God. And I am his child. In Jesus' name. That's powerful. That you got to say it. Let's give the Lord another clap offering. Go ahead. You've got to say it, man. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's been times I've said stuff, and I hadn't even believed it yet. I'm going to be real with you. But I knew it was the right thing to say, and I knew I needed to speak positive. And I, I said, I've already, I'm done being real and confessing my faults and all this. But I need to say now God's truth about me, about the situation. I'm going to be all right. I, it's going to be all right. God is faithful. Let's go to Joshua 1.8 in the New King James Version if we can. Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It's got to stay in that mouth of yours. you got to be quoting it, man, speaking the word, speaking positive. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Are you still with me? For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Let's go to the beginning of that verse again so you can see it again. Remember, see, hear, now say it. We've been doing all of that this morning already. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Say, man, I get bored. Ask God to give you a new love and a new hunger for his word. Ask God to really draw you to his word. I've had to do that. I've had seasons. Everybody goes through a dry season. Everybody. And it's different lengths of time. It doesn't always look exactly the same. You say, man, what's with me? I'm struggling to pray. I'm struggling to read the word. Do something. Do something. Get you a verse. Get on that, man. Start speaking it. Start speaking it. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say, man, Jesus has been made unto me wisdom and righteousness. Say, I've been rooted and grounded in love. Say, I'm walking in love. Say, I'm a man or woman of faith. You got to say it. You got to say it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. And then what happens? Look, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Powerful. Mark eleven twenty three. Let's go there. Jesus said. Somebody say Jesus said. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, "May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea." Did you see the word "say"? Say. He didn't say you can think to this mountain. I'm gonna just think positive thoughts against this this thing that's going on. No, you need to think positively. You do. Mind, will, and emotions. Remember, your soul, you're responsible for that. You've got to have your mind renewed, exchange your thoughts for God's thoughts. But many times, you've got to start saying it first. Not many times, all the time. It's got to start somewhere. It's got to come out of your mouth. 
Say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no what? Have no doubt in your heart. Mm. Say it and say it and say it. You're like, man, people are going to think I'm weird. They already think you're weird. You're a believer? Too late. Scripture says we've been called to be a peculiar people. You're different. You seem odd to me. Even though you're cool, man, they're like, they've told me that before. They're like, man, you're cool, Matt. What is it about you? I don't know. You're different. I've had people tell me that over the years. Say, you're different than the rest of us. Actually, in seventh grade, at the time it irritated me, but it was true. I was trying to fit in with people I did not fit in with, and it changed my life one day. I was like, I don't even like these cats. I was like, I'm, I may be a nerd, but I'm way cooler than them. I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. And they'd be asking me for answers, and I'd give them the wrong answer. They couldn't figure out why they got a D and I got an A. I was like, no, nah, these people are fake. They're trying to use me. I don't like them. I'm a leader. I don't care if I'm 4 foot 11, 85 pounds. I, I remember thinking, no, nah, I'm a leader, and I'm better than this. God called me to something else. And they, they realized it. They were like, you know what? You never fit in with us. I was like, I'm glad you noticed because I knew it, punks. And God bless them, man. God bless them, but I, I, cannot fit a, I cannot fit a square peg into a cylinder hole. I just couldn't. It's oil and water. I was called to serve God. I'd already accepted Jesus. God was doing things in my life, even in, in, at a young age, and there were areas I did not fit in. Don't you make a mistake and think those people are really for you. If they're not believers, th- there's danger there. There's danger there. Doesn't mean you can't have friends and be an influencer. You know, people say, oh, Jesus hung out with sinners. Yeah, but who did he really hang out with? He hung out with the crowds and the disciples, those who were seeking God. He wasn't with unbelievers all the time. He was a light to them, and you should be. But I've seen believers over the years say, no, I'm speaking the word, and I'm helping them. I'm like, bro, you're weird. You act different every time you're around them. Why? Why is that? Did you know it's a lot harder for you to pull someone up here than it is for them to pull you back down there? It's a lot harder for you to get them up here with you. You need to pray for people. There are those you say, man, they got my old weaknesses. Get away from them. Get away from them. I'm going to say that. You say that. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you are, then you need to separate. You need to, you need to have a life with God and Christian friends, okay? I don't know who that's for. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak life and love. Now, point four today, which is not very deep. Repeat. This is so true on so many levels. Repeat those steps. Repeat God's word. Repeat good examples. Imitate good examples. And say the word over and over and over again. And then start again with step one and go, I'm going to see it. I'm going to hear it. And I'm going to say it. And then you repeat. And then you repeat. Let's go to Isaiah 28.10. I've been hitting you with this verse now for about two months. Isaiah 28.10. Yeah, this is exactly how God works. He tells us everything over and over. One line at a time. One line at a time. A little here. What else? And a little there. Let's put that back on the screen at the beginning of that verse, if you don't mind me. Thank you. He tells us everything over and over again. Say, why why are they repeating themselves? Well, if we haven't gotten it right yet, we need to just stay in this and stay in this and stay in this with God's help. God's help. Not on your own strength. God's help. 
God's help. See it, hear it, say it, repeat. See it, hear it, say it, repeat. And don't beat yourself up. I'm really hard on myself. I don't know how y'all are, but I'm extra hard on myself. They say that comes with being the oldest, the firstborn in a family. I don't know if that's true. Birth order is just my personality or who I am. I'm really hard on myself. I think a lot of you are that way too. Hey, once you've told the Lord sorry, you've told others sorry, it's time to what? Let it go. Let's move on. You're right with God by faith, aren't you? Somebody say yes in this house. You are right with God by faith. No matter what, you're right with God by faith. No matter what. You're right with him by faith. If you keep believing, that's what pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you keep believing and repeat and repeat and repeat. Look at the two layers there. Remember, it's repeat what you hear and what you say and what you see. And then you do it all over again and repeat the word that you hear and then and imitate God and keep repeating it. Keep repeating the word. Repeat it on many levels, but make sure it's the right thing. I naturally, naturally, have an innate ability to repeat things 10,000, 10 million, 10 billion times. I tell the same stories. And you know what's crazy? People say, oh, no, oh, this guy's older, man. He's telling the same story. He doesn't realize it. No, what's crazy is I remember that I told you that story, and I just tell him again anyway. I'm all, I don't know if you got it the first time. Let's go again, man. It's great. It's better than you reacted the first time. Let me tell you again. And I know as a pastor, we're just, we're, there's things we're going to be repeating. But even in my personal life, there's things, and my wife will just smile at me. I'm like, I've told you this before, huh? She's like, mm-hmm. I'm all, but did you get it? You need a revelation out of this story. This is going to be good this time. Let me see if I can tell it better, right? Repeat, repeat, repeat. Repetition. Who likes that? Say, oh, man, I'm going to go jogging. It's the same thing. Yep, repetition, repetition, repetition. Did you know that routine is very healthy? It's good for your mind. Did you know even when you're working out and counting, the rhythmic repetition of what you're doing helps you? Man, I'll work out in there, and I'm just I'm hollering and counting and all kinds of stuff right along with the video. One, two, spin, two, three, four, six, five. I'm just repeating it, man. It's rhythmic, and it feels great, and I'm part of it. I'm never going to be one that says, I'm part of the team, but I'm just not going to participate. I see that a lot. And if that's you, then you can talk to God. He's your God as well as he is my God. You talk to your God, and you repent. You say, I'm part of the team, but I don't participate. No, you need to get off the bench. You need to participate. You need to be part of it. You need to get in the game, man. Say, man, no, I'm just, a, I'm just a believer like this. This is the way my faith is. No, your faith without works is what? Dead. So repeat. 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 Remember when Rocky was training? Remember Rocky III went to L.A. to train in the black gym, and he had no rhythm? Y'all remember that? Everybody else had rhythm but Rocky. Even the trainer said, hey, man, I don't think this training is his style. This is a different culture. And they said, no, he can learn, and he can get bad, right? I'm throwing that in. They should have put that in the script. And they say, again, oh, that was ugly. Again, again, let's do it a, a million times till it's right. Let's, again, again. Some of you are like, I'm getting tired just listening to this. But you got to start somewhere. Do you know that this is crazy? I don't know if it was a Mark Twain story. 
that he wrote a story about someone going to heaven and someone asking, who is the greatest general who ever lived? And, some, you know, people are like Napoleon and different stuff. And, I, and then the guy in heaven, I don't know if it was a saint or something, I just remember this part of the story, actually pointed to someone that nobody knew and said, actually, that was the greatest general who ever lived, but he never did it. He would have been the greatest. Think about that. Who can you touch and nobody else can touch? This is not just about greatness. You say, I just want to be great. No, it's about you doing what God called you to do, and you start off by seeing, hearing, saying, repeating. It's the inner workout. What are you doing when you're all alone? See, there's public life, there's private life, and then there's secret life. You know what my secret life is dedicated to? Spending time with my wife, but even beyond that, it's spending time with God all alone. I pray. I go to sleep praying, I wake up praying, I pray during the day, and I seek God, I seek God. Why? Say, you're a pastor, you have to do that. Ah, I see what you're saying, but as believers, we're all called to seek God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't you ever forget that. God's just getting started with you. I can tell by the looks on your faces, this is falling in good places in your heart. Some of you are like, man, this was for me. That means it's a word from God and not from me. Say, this is for me. That means it's a word from God. You don't even know the times. I said something on a Sunday morning, I'll drive home going, Lord, that was for me, man. That was crazy. That was for me as much as it was for anybody else. Four points today. You got to see it. You got to hear it. You got to say it. You got to repeat it. Let's go to Isaiah 28.10 one more time, and we will finish up. Isaiah 28.10, what does that say? He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today, if you would, please. Is there anybody in this house at the sound of my voice or today on the live stream? You say, man, I just, I've never accepted Jesus. We'll start there. You say, man, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. I know he's my Savior, but I've never acknowledged him as my Lord. Would you raise your hands in this house, and I'll pray with you. Is there anybody at all? You say, man, I just want to get right with God. All right, you say, May, maybe you've accepted Jesus, but you need to make sure your heart is right with God. Go ahead and raise your hand today. I'm going to pray with you. Go ahead. God bless you. God bless you for your courage. Thank you. Let's pray today. I want you to repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me. I love you, Lord. And I know by faith that I'm right with you. But sometimes I don't feel right. I want to be close to you, Lord. I want to seek you. I want to know your heart. I want to know your will. Forgive me, Lord God. Cleanse me from all sin and draw me back to your word and a real connection with you and with godly people. I believe. In Jesus' name. That same spirit of reverence, go ahead and keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. There's someone listening to this at the sound of my voice. Either in here or on the live stream, and you know who you are. Man of God, woman of God, you know who you are. There have been words spoken over your lives. Good words. I'm not talking about the negative. Let's just throw those away. Good words that God has spoken over. You say, man, prophecies, words from God, from godly people, words from your parents. And you say, where is all that? Where have all those good words gone, Lord God? Where have they gone? 
Here's what God says to you today. In this house or online, here's what God says to you, woman of God, man of God. You know who you are. He says, my word will never return to me void. He said, my word will accomplish what I send it to accomplish. And I believe this is from the Lord himself. He says, you may have gone through high water and hot, tall flames, but my word for you has never changed. I called you, and you know. You know it was true. You know it was real, but you got discouraged. And you let other people discourage you. And you talked yourself out of it. But God says, you're my son. You're my daughter. I've called you to do separate, uh, certain things. Things in ministry. Things in the five-fold ministry. Things in business. Things with your family. Things as an entrepreneur. All kinds of different things within your local church. And you talked yourself out of it. And here's what the Lord says today. I believe. He's reminding us of his word, is no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Remember that in the song today. But he's also reminding you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will finish what I started in you. And God reminds us in Revelation that the word says the called and the faithful and the chosen. I may be getting that order wrong, but it's those three things in Revelation. Everybody's called, but did you know few are chosen? And did you know even out of the chosen, many times people are not faithful. They are miserably unfaithful. They will not even serve God six months straight. They start blaming him. I know that's not you today. No, you serve God. You seek him. His plan for you is perfect. His hope for you is amazing. I I feel like a new anointing of hope is on your life today. There's an excitement. There's a resurgence of hope. And as the hope rises, guess what? Hope always blends into faith. As your hope rises, you say, man, it could be. I expect it. Something good could happen. And then your faith says, no, it's, it's going to happen. God's with me. He promised. God's with me. He promised. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The same God that created you is the same God that keeps you. The same God that called you is the same God who protects you. The same God who protects you is the same God who is with you. The same God who is with you is the same God who has rescued you. That same God who saved you, he will keep you. That same God who called you, he will continue to teach you if you seek him. Be in his presence. Be around Christian influences. Be careful what you listen to. Remember, because you got to see it. you got to hear it. you got to say it. you got to repeat it. What if you've been listening to junk? Then you're going to want to repeat that. No, get into his word. Get into worship music. Get into godly Christian music. You say, man, well, I like hip-hop. Well, there's plenty of godly hip-hop for you to listen to or rock or whatever. You listen to good things. So you can do that inner workout, and it'll be another repetition. It's like, uh-huh, I heard another good song. God's with me. I'm praying. I'm praising. That's, that's another rep. That's another rep. I'm seeking God. I'm here at church today. That's another rep. That's what we do on Sunday mornings. Let it be no question. That's what you do. His faithful promise stands. Faithful is he that promised. He has written his word on your heart. Don't fight it anymore. Remember, you don't ever want to fight God's word. Ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore the prompting of the spirit until you become hard-hearted. No, that's not you today. You have a tender heart. And he's healing you from the inside out as you continue to do the steps and the reps in the inner workout. It's for you. Is there anyone in this house that says, you honestly say, 
listen to me carefully before you raise your hand. You say, man, God's dealing with me with my habits, the things I'm saying, the things I'm repeating, seeing, hearing, whatever that is. If God's dealing with you in one of those areas, go ahead and raise your hand. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's working on me right now. I can't even keep the tears out of my eyes. Go ahead. I want you all, everybody in the house, to stand up and go raise those hands as you stand. Go ahead. Everybody in this house. This is what we call a holy moment. This is special. There may never be another moment just like this, just like this. There'll be other great moments, but this is now. Seize it. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone in this house as they raise their holy hands to you without wrath, without anger, without doubt. They surrender and they give up, they give in, and Lord God, we call upon the name of Jesus, the Savior, the seed of David, the rightful heir to the throne, the king of the universe, the name above every name. Lord God, we submit our will to you. You're dealing with us in our habits. You're dealing with us in our actions, things we're saying and hearing and repeating and seeing even. God, I thank you for the conviction. This is not ungodly sorrow because that leads to death. This is conviction. We say, oh, man, Lord, I repent, and we allow you to change us. Now let it be so, holy God. Forgive your people. Cleanse us. Strengthen us, God. We call on your name today, Lord, because you are righteous. You've always been there. We say, yeah, but, but I don't understand this or why God allowed that. You, you can't see the big picture. We make decisions, and we've even made crazy decisions, and God has still taken care of us. He's still blessed us and loved us and shown us respect and honor as his children. He has. Now give him the honor and respect that he is due by obeying his word now. He's spoken to you today, and I believe it. Now just give in to him, because his will is best. I believe there was an old black and white television show back in the day. It was called Father Knows Best. Well, guess what? Your Father in heaven, he truly does know best. So you honor him today. He's taking care of you. And I speak healing over every single heart in this house. Father God, heal your people today. We're not going to run from it anymore. We're going to deal with it. We're going to call it what it is. Say, man, I don't know why I'm that way, but it needs to be healed. God, heal me. Heal us. Heal your people. We believe. We trust you. We thank you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, amen. Amen.